0: You know, as a kid, I always hated uh, school photos, hated taking pictures, hated taking pictures of any kind, but especially school pictures, because, like, you'd sit down on this box that when you're as big as I am, you're not really doing anything but straining to keep from falling on your rear end, because the box doesn't really fit at all anywhere on your rear end. And you're sitting in front of this guy who's basically, his whole life is pushing a button and and maybe and and he begins though to work with you as a student as a kid in front of this weird blue background like it's a background of somewhere that never exists and he's trying to get you to be the next big child model and he's like okay I need you to sit down hands on your knees okay now turn your body this way all right now turn your upper body this way shoulders back now, turn your head back the other way to the left, okay? Now, kind of tilt it to the right. All right, look up, but at the same time, look down. So, move your chin down, but look up at the camera, all right? Now, make sure that your head is tilted back this way a little bit, okay? All right, all right. Now, scoot back as far as you can. All right, now, put your feet as far back behind you as you can and make sure they're flat. Now, I want you to take your right hand and twist it and make sure it's behind your back. Take your left hand, place on your right knee. then. All right, hold that. Hold that right there. Hold that right there. And he gets behind the camera and he's like, all right, peanut butter. And I'm like, peanut butter? Where's peanut butter? He he puts me through all these contortions and then he teases me with peanut butter. And then we have to do the whole thing over again. You know who doesn't do that? My good friend Josh over at, a, at New Day Photography. New Day Photography is located in Douglas, Georgia. And if you're in the area, they are available for all kinds of weddings and special events and family photos and different photo shoots that you want to do. They do great work. You can check them out at dot www.anewdayphoto.com, www.anewdayphoto.com. And they're willing to travel. I was talking to him today. He's like, hey, we'll travel. And they're bringing this very special episode of Geek Out Loud to you. A New Day Photography. So I tell you what to do. Go to www.anewdayphoto.com. Check out the work that Josh can do and see if there's anything there for you that you might be interested in putting him to work to do for you. And make sure that you get in touch and tell him thank you for sponsoring this episode of Geek Out Loud. Proud to be sponsored. He is Geek Out Loud by New Day Photography. www.anewdayphoto.com.
1: Hey, this is Brian Austin Green, and you are listening to Geek Out
0: Loud. Previously on Geek Out Loud. You know, spelling bees are great. <laughs> so everyone in Houston, like, they're like, why do we have the lowest turnout in Houston? Maybe because it's so freaking hot, people.
2: Why well, are there people, like, passed out everywhere? I don't know. i probably had a heat stroke, guys. Yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. if my job
0: doesn't work out, I know where I'm going to make a huge difference. I'm going to go to autism speak and be like, look, I can recognize your Houston ball." <laughs> Um for it's a few. The, the walk is on May thirtieth, so um
1: we can take donations anytime between now and then. So we have you know a little under two months so Oh we got time
0: know. and a half then.
2: Yes we do We should
0: shoot for five <laughs>
2: thousand.
0: says who's the master? I don't know, who is the master? Kim, who's the master?
2: I am? Duh. The... Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well played. Well played. Oh thank you. I, I'm saying $3,000 is the goal that we're making because we're kind of your team, Kim. That's if you have to be out there alone. We want the Gold Nation to be with you, so um, so you've Aww. got a team. See, I um, wish I
1: would have known because when I started the team, I would have named it something like Team Geek Out Loud or something. I that Well,
0: that's that's fine. That's fine. I'll try to ma- I'll try to have T-shirts made by then and just send you underwear. This episode of Geek Out Loud, Brian Austin Green. Enough said, except for this is your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud Podcast. and welcome to Geek Out Loud. This is the official podcast of my blog, geekoutonline.com. My name is Big Honkin' Steve. I'm Steve Glosson. Glad to be with you and thanking you for being a part of the show again. You are the greatest podcast listening audience in the entire universe. Um, And let me tell you why you're the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. On our last episode, yay, a month ago... We had Kim from the forums, good friend of the show, uh, on to talk about Autism Speaks and the Walk Now for Autism event that's coming up at the end of this month, the month of May of 2009, and we set a goal to raise money for Kim. Now, if you go to geekoutpodcast.com or if you head over to geekoutonline.com, at the top of both of those pages, there's a banner where you can go and donate money to Kim's team uh, to go and support autism Awareness, Autism research, uh, people trying to get uh, this This organization tries to put autism out there so that uh, families who are dealing with this disease and dealing with this condition in their children can begin to get help and insurance and, and coverage and that sort of thing. It is an incredible organization, an incredible cause, and it's one of our own. Uh, we set a goal of $3,000 for Kim uh, for this particular event. Kim is up to right around 1400 I think, $1,300. And that happened with, in just a, a week or so. And it came from you, the listening audience of Geek Out Loud. And so Kim has asked me to respond, and she's going to hopefully come back on after the walk and kind of talk a little bit more. But Kim has been so excited and so grateful and so thankful, and she feels so blessed that people have just stepped up and given that way i too say thank you um you know because it shows that we can do more than just sit around and talk movies and talk comic books and talk tv shows and that sort of thing and i want to encourage you to head over to that link go to go to the website take the time to go to the website um and go click on those banners Geekoutonline.com or GeekoutPodcast.com. Click on that banner. There's a minimum donation of twenty dollars. Online donations. If you want to send more in, there's or less. If you can go, if you can only do less than that, um, there is a there. There's instructions on how you can go about doing that. But please make sure to do that. And let's push Kim up past the three thousand dollar mark before May thirtieth. We've got just under a month to do it. Uh, this recording and hopefully and hopefully this posting will come to you around. um the 5th of may or the 4th of may may the 4th be with you and uh we uh we want to see kim really bring home that three thousand bucks for autism awareness basically what i'm asking you to do is take a few comics out of your stack over the next couple of weeks i'm asking you to take and not buy a couple of star wars figures maybe not even go to see a movie or two in fact if you will this weekend instead of going to see a movie this weekend i know star trek opens this weekend But if you will put off seeing Star Trek until next weekend, um, because it'll still be there, if you will do that, I guarantee you, you'll have the money to donate to Autism Autism Speaks and and the Walk Now for Autism event that Kim's a part of. So I want to ask you again from the bottom of my heart for those, and I want to say thank you to those who have donated. What an incredible thing to step up and do so much so quickly for someone who you don't know, and and that means a lot to Kim, means a lot to me on the show. It shows, once again, that you are the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe, but if you haven't given and you want to, please head over and do that. It it feels good to give, and and what a great thing to say that you were part of something amazing in someone else's life uh, to do that for Kim this year. So, Uh, just wanted to mention that from the outset again thank our sponsor new day photography uh, a newdayphoto.com get in touch with josh over there at a newdayphoto.com check out and see what he does he does outstanding work uh people are blown away with what he does for weddings and family photo shoots and individual photo shoots and that sort of thing you'll You'll be amazed. You'll be, I think you'll be impressed at what Josh has got and what he can do. And if you're in the area, or even if you're willing to maybe, you know, if you got something really special going on and you need uh, a photographer, get in touch with Josh at a newdayphoto.com. Um, also, there you'll find the, the uh, link to a great wedding. So, sp- how in the world am I sponsored by this week uh, a, a photography business and this other thing? Um, you'll find a wedding uh designer uh named John, you might be familiar with his last name uh j weddings dot com weddings dot com outstanding talent from j and d designs um and and these people are people who are busy week in and week out doing weddings and doing in, incredible things uh and and John has never done the geek wedding and if you're a geek and you're getting married and and you really want to go all out with a geek wedding get in touch with john and give him a challenge he look he longs for that uh but definitely check out anewdayphoto.com www.anewdayphoto.com and uh and get in touch with josh and let him know you heard about his site here on geek out loud i'm excited today i actually had started to record a little bit to try to go ahead and get the intros and everything done and get everything up like we like it and ready to go for what's coming down the pipe um Coming, 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 coming quickly is uh, Brian Austin Green. He's going to be here in just a minute and I'm excited. It was so good to get to talk to Brian Austin Green and you're going to get to hear that in a second. A lot going on. I got to see Wolverine this past weekend. Wolverine was okay. It was all right. It was fine. Um, it was average. Uh, you know, the thing about Wolverine is Hugh Jackman uh, came on in, in a kind of a producer-type role, almost the gatekeeper of the character of Wolverine, if you will, and he was very good at making sure that wolverine didn't get watered down dumbed down um or trampled on by the whole other cast and that was one thing i was worried when we saw that there were all these other mutants going to be a part of the the movie that wolverine would kind of get lost in the mix and he didn't and so that's great thing there's a lot of good to be said about this movie and that's the thing is as i walked away from this movie it wasn't a bad movie at all there was a lot of good things to be said but it just didn't hit me in the gut. It just didn't excite me and thrill me, say like Iron Man did last year. And so, uh, sadly, I don't feel like this is the second coming of the Marvel Studio Superheroes. I- I'm afraid we're going to have to wait till 2010 to see that. But it is worth checking out. It's worth your time. It's not a bad popcorn movie. Go check out Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's in theaters now. You can check out my full review over at geekoutonline.com. Speaking of... Of GeekoutOnline.com, we're putting a new team together. Uh, I want to thank right off the bat Amy Lynn, also known as Scarlet Lynn on the forums, who's been she has been just knocking home runs with her reviews on Wonder Woman and several other titles, and so she's a part of things now. Casey, who you've heard on the show a couple of times is starting she just uh gave us a blog about is she too girly to be a geek you need to go and decide and find out what casey has to say over at geekoutonline.com geekoutonline.com that's where the new team is coming together Uh, i don't want to say slowly but surely but they are coming together and i'm excited about it and appreciate all that those ladies are doing and if um if you think you got what it takes to be part of the team and understand, I'm not looking to copy from someone else's blog and then paste on Geek Out Loud. I'm looking for someone who's willing to give some content. We've also got another guy I've been in touch with, trying to get him to do some movie reviews for us and, and some other things. But, um, but if, you, if you think you got what it takes, get in touch with me, geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. Speaking of that, let's jump into some emails right now. <laughs>
2: Wait. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Boseman. Wait. wait, hey, 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 Mr. Boseman. Hey, Mr. Boseman, you okay, can see. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: All right, our first email comes from Corey. Corey says, Steve, just wanted to say that I love the show and I was wondering if you happened to read the Muppet Show comic release this month from Boom Studios. I read it and thought that it was excellent. But as a real Muppets guru, I was wondering your opinion. Thanks and keep up the good work, Corey. First off, I'm excited to say that I read that Boom Studios has sold out of their second issue of the Muppet Show. Uh, it has. I did finally get to pick up the first issue when I was down in Florida last month. And, you know, I was really impressed with it. The thing is, is I've got... Th- the problem with reading a Muppets comic, and it's done up as uh, an episode of the Muppet show, A, there are no guest stars, which I think it would be really cool for, um, for Boom to try to see if they can get the license to maybe pull in a couple of guest stars. But B, uh, it's hard to get the jokes because if you read too fast, your timing's going to be off and it's not going to seem too funny. But if you know the voices of the characters and you know how the characters interact, then it's really easy to come away with how funny this stuff really is and and it succeeded it was just it was a nice feeling of nostalgia to see some of these characters it is classic Muppet show it is the classic Muppet cast Uh, I did miss Pepe I I don't like that Pepe doesn't have a voice but he's not one of the classic Muppets Um, but it's just it was a really good read there are songs and you kind of make up your own tune to the songs Um, so that was kind of fun to do yes i did sit there and try to figure out how this song went and how this song went and how this song went and it had your typical muppets touching moment there toward the end so uh i really enjoyed it i thought it was good and i wish i hope that boom studios continues with some success with the muppets just to get them back in the spotlight and uh i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that this one comes from matt and i want to say matt sent me i just got in the mail today matt does some airbrushing on the side and he sent me an 8 by 11 maybe a little bit bigger than 8 by 11 um airbrushed deal leo of it says the incredible Honkin, and it's done in that classic incredible hulk font with like the rock wall kind of thing and uh, it's got a green background looks very cool i'll try to get some pictures of that posted um on the site so you can see it and i just want to say to you matt thank you so much for doing that it looks very cool it's going to have a great place i'm trying to decide whether i need to hang it in my home or in my office i'm really thinking the office because more people will see it if it's in the office and i want people to see it and and appreciate it the way i do um but matt says hey steve i bought the newly released movie bolt for my daughter and as the family was watching it we all got a big kick out of the character rhino who's the hamster in the comic relief for the movie My wife asked me if Rhino was like Steve because I have a tendency to talk about all the podcasts I listen to, and my favorite being Geek Out Loud. Well, thank you, Matt. Uh, I started laughing hysterically because I have to agree, especially when (laughs) Rhino was talking about the show Bolt that he watches on the Magic Box. He says, and he sends a picture of Rhino, which I know who Rhino is. I haven't seen this movie. I want to, though. Um, He says, if you haven't, please rent it immediately. It is right down our alley. Thanks for the great work. And so, Matt, thank you and i don't know i'm really excited that i remind someone of of rhino because in the trailer that little hamster trips me out let it begin let it begin i just i can't i really want to see it if for no other reason than rhino the hamster i'm looking forward to watching it um this one comes from uh let's see what we got going i've got to go way back gosh we got to really do some stuff up this one comes from courtney she says hey steve i love this episode she's referring to episode 30 the movie scores i was very excited to hear your opinions on movie scores i also have very i also have many and pretty much agreed with all your choices star wars equals awesomeness lord of the rings equals brilliant etc but naturally i have one to add good she says first i say let me say i was really glad to hear you say that a movie doesn't necessarily need to be excellent for an excellent score or soundtrack this absolutely applies to my fave although i do love this this movie my favorite score is robin hood prince of thieves robin hood prince of thieves is awesome she wrote shrinks back waiting for moans of disappointment not at all that is a great score is robin hood prince of thieves um she says i only mean the orchestral stuff there are two songs on the soundtrack brian adams everything i do and jeff lynn's wild times let me tell you something you do not dog brian adams everything i do i do everything i do do it for you there's no love like your love you do not dog out brian adams everything i do i do for you still brings the tear to my eye to this day michael cayman who has done a number of scores you're most likely familiar with mr holland's opus band of brothers highlander's original score and x-men to name a few scored this movie and it is amazing similar to your comments about lord of the rings it invokes the emotion adventure and playfulness of the movie the score was so amazing that Morgan Creek uses the title theme for all their movies. They do for their um, for their uh, their logo before the movies. They do use the da 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 I guarantee you'll recognize it when you hear it. I do. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I meant to mention uh, Robin Hood, and it's just one of those things that I forgot, and so, uh, boo, Steve. I can listen to this score at any time and it just takes me to a world full of adventure and fun I've always been enthralled with the world of Robin Hood and the history behind him the whole steal from the rich and give to the poor thing I just thought Cayman's music captured this precisely admittedly it also incites some nostalgia for me as the movie came out during a great period of my life well good for you Courtney I hope I don't disappoint you with this choice not at all Like I said, your choices were absolutely spot on, but I thought this one is one that was overlooked because the movie wasn't exactly Oscar material, but it was definitely a fun popcorn movie. I love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, It doesn't bother me that Kevin Costner didn't try to pull off an English accent. It doesn't bother me one bit. Oh, my gosh, Alan Rickman's in it. He plays the Sheriff of Nottingham. How can you not love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Great, 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 great movie. Absolutely loved it. Um thanks for sharing your opinions really enjoyed Dragonheart. loved that movie she says and we'll be getting the soundtrack after hearing you on your show keep up the good work awesome being part of the best listening audience greatest dear greatest madam greatest courtney listening audience in the universe you sir rock no you courtney you rock and uh thank you for that i really appreciate you pointing out robin hood because it's not that i don't think it was good it's just that it was one of those things that I did that episode twice and the first time it just didn't flow well. And so I had to, uh, um, go back and redo it. And, and I left out some things just for time's sake, more than anything else. Finally, one final one comes from Shelly. She says, Hey Steve. So first off, this is the first time I've ever emailed geek out loud. So first time emailer, I stumbled upon the 10th wonder uh, podcast in early 2008 which prompted me to try out the Skynex podcast love the interaction between you and Derek, and it was the reason in addition to loving the show that Skynex became my favorite podcast 10th wonder was a close second when i went to dragon con i had the chance to check out a panel that you and Derek were on i even have a picture of you two of course after the con my husband mentioned why didn't i listen to shoe or goal answer was i didn't watch smallville of course this would only explain why i didn't listen to shoe i soon started st- decided to start listening to both and automatically loved them now I'm becoming obsessed and realizing how great Smallville is, which was helped by having so much fun listening to SHU. Now that you've made it so far to read this email, I'm going to start on my geekdom. Best geekdom movie experience. A group of us went to see the first X-Men movie. After we proceeded to spend 30 minutes in the movie theater lobby having a lively discussion on what we did or didn't like, I kept on complaining there was no gambit. I actually yelled this to my friends in the back row prior to the movie starting. My friend Monique and I could not let go of Magneto not wearing his red suit, and it was actually a fun geek moment. Best Geekdom experience, Movie Experience Part 2. I was going to a second viewing of this one of the Star Wars prequel movies with my sister. My sister's not a geek, but who can deny the draw of Star Wars? Who indeed? My sister and I grew up watching Star Wars all the time when they showed it on usa however my sister seemed not to remember the character so on the way to the movie theater i decided to give her some background luke obi-wan leia and hand nothing but a blank face finally i mentioned Han's hairy sidekick and she burst out "Chewie!" before i even said his name my sister loved anything that reminded her of the ewoks chewbacca was furry so she remembered him for a moment my sister and i <laughs> re-shared the geekdom of our childhood most geeky starstruck moment my buddy Marie, my, f- my fangirl partner in crime picked me up as soon as i got home from work one day and out of the blue said we were going to see bruce campbell i'm a big bruce campbell fan so meeting him was the pinnacle of my life at the time he was on his first book tour and it took place in a 1920s movie theater uh the tampa theater i can't remember my goofball conversation with the time but i do remember he was very friendly and seemed to really appreciate his fans uh best geeky non-starstruck moment i'm a horror geek Freak or weirdo is more often used to describe my kind. And I met Michael Berryman at a horror con in Orlando, Florida, Screamfest. He was the, in the original The Hills Have Eyes and is probably best known as the tall, creepy, bald guy in movies. When talking to him, he was philosophical and more than willing to carry on conversations with fans. He was a very genuine person, which is not always the case at cons. Finally, my current top geek obsession in no particular order, Torchwood and the character of Ianto Jones, because I love the spinoff each season more and more. Now I've not gotten into Torchwood at all at this point. I have I am up to season four on Doctor Who, and I have learned to love David Tennant. We've I've got to have my buddy Dave Jones back on to talk some Doctor Who with me um, now that I can talk Doctor Who a little bit better. And Casey pointed out to me the other day that Torchwood is an acronym or whatever that word is, anagram for Doctor Who. How cool is that? And all everyone's like, "No crap, Steve." So uh, anyhow, and oh my gosh jack harkness face of Bo. spoiler alert jack harkness face of Bo. um classic doctor who watching new torchwood and new doctor who has got me wanting more background i'm skipping around the old series but i seem more inclined to patrick troughton's second doctor either way i love the stories and the insight into what makes the current doctors ticks or the current doctor tick smallville i originally checked this out in season one but wasn't feeling the teen vibe of the show now i'm loving clark's path of becoming a superhero i just have to go back like classic doctor who and play catch up anything terminator related with the sarah connor chronicles just having completed its season finale it's all about salvation right now i love that between sarah connor chronicles and salvation i get to see more sides of the character of john Connor. grindhouse uh which is more of a horror cultish and technically has two movies but it's been out for some years now Love Planet Terror, Death Proof, and the fake trailers. Main reason Rodriguez and Tarantino gave some of my all time faves Kurt Russell, uh, Michael Bean, Jeff Fahe, uh, or Fahey, and Josh Brolin the best lines. Definite thumbs up and rewatchability. Nick Fury loved him in the comic, hated what the Hoff did to him in a TV movie. Love the Iron Man camo. Can't wait to see more of uh, Samuel L. Jackson playing a character who's definitely a standout in the world of superheroes. Star Wars, words can't explain, but this will always be in my list. Uh Black Devil Doll, two thousand eight. Let's just say it's best to check out the trailer, she says, and that's Black Devil Doll and I haven't checked it out yet. blackdevildoll.com. Doll dot com and she says it's a guilty pleasure. And then she talks about the trauma movies and then listening to podcasts such as Geek Out Loud. Well thank you so much. Uh, she says I've bored you enough and I just popped in Big Trouble in Little China and sucking down some jello shots. So that's from Shelley. <laughs> Oh, uh, Shelly, Shelly. Thanks for emailing, Shelly. Glad to hear from you. Glad you found Geek Out Loud. And you are now an official part of the greatest podcast listening audience in the universe. Um, you know what? Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know what to say other than take this. I'm super stoked and excited. You know, Derek said on SkyNext, it's a man who needs no introduction, and so there's no sense in me trying to get one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Brian Austin Green. Brian, thanks for being here, man. How are you, sir? I'm, do- I'm kind of starstruck right now, not going to lie to you. No, you're not. I, I really am. I really let am. That, but I'm- let that go. I- well, I'm fighting through it. I'm pushing okay. through. I'm pushing through. Um, right. I'm doing great. How are things out on the West Coast right now?
1: Uh, you know what? Things are actually really beautiful. Our weather's nice right now, um, and uh, it's—I I love the West Coast. I love it out here. I'm born and raised here, so. Oh, nice. You know, I'm partial to it.
0: I hear you. It's storming here. Well, yeah. Now, where are you exactly right now? I—I I am in where, nowhere. What are we bridging
1: the gap between? We're bridging the gap between Los Angeles and where?
0: In Hazelhurst, Georgia.
1: And Hazelhurst, Georgia. There you go. Well, at least we're making a straight line between the two on this.
0: Well, one. you can't get there from here, sir. You, okay. the, I'm in one of those little places where you've got to go somewhere else to get, ah, to get other places. Yeah, they're no, middle of nowhere. Got um, it. Okay. I drive 30 minutes to watch a movie. Yeah. I drive an hour and a half to go to a mall. What's,
1: what's, so. what's the major What's the major export out of that area? Anything?
0: Uh... Rednecks, rednecks, Fantastic. white white trash. Good. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Good. So uh, here's, uh, I'm, I don't want to talk too much because people are tuning in not right now to not to listen to me but to listen to you. And but I want to say a few weeks ago on the forums for this podcast, someone posted, uh, made a post, and they said, "What do Brian Austin Green and Big Honk and Steve or Steve Glosson have in common?" And I clicked on it. I'm like, we have nothing in common. He's Brian Austin Green. And, uh, and they post. Well, <laughs> a, this is what I was on the floor yeah. because um, the post read that it linked to an article where you mentioned having a room full of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And I've made no bones about it on this podcast in my house. I have a room I call the Star Wars room because all that is in it is Star Wars stuff.
1: That that's um, exactly that's exactly what I have. I actually have a, a a movie room where I've got a screen and a projector, and then nothing but Star Wars stuff all over the walls.
0: You're my freaking hero, man.
1: It, but, it's dude. It's what I grew up with, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was it was like the most incredible world ever created to me when I was a kid, and now it's the same with my son. I passed it on to him, and you know, he came in with the new films, but I, I started with. A New Hope, Empire and Return of the Jedi, you know? I mean, yeah,
0: was, you're from the generation that still calls a New Hope Star Wars. I mean that's yeah. what I do. I call I mean you and I are you're a little bit older than me, not much. Um, well
1: I say a new hope just to be specific, because sure. otherwise I know I'll get torn apart on sure. on one of your forums. <laughs> like what what's not called Star Wars? What's wrong with him? Well He's people know
0: Yeah, people know that I refer when I'm talking about Star Wars, it's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi
1: right which is what which is what I learned when I was a kid, but i yeah. think after the after the the three most recent ones, um you know i had to change i had to adapt a little bit, which yeah. we do in old age we adapt
0: sure you, yeah. you have to or die yeah, um, I, yeah i
1: don't I don't have a clicker anymore, I have a remote control there you it's go <laughs> like things have changed
0: <laughs> well um what give me just an idea because I just want to know what what kind of stuff is in there i mean what Give me an example I've, of something.
1: I've got. I have a guy that that washes. Uh, that comes and and, and washes my cars every couple weeks. Sure. And he sends me a text message saying, "Hey, you know, you need a wash tomorrow." And it's like, "Yeah, sure." And his, and and the closing line is always, "Okay, uh, leave the keys next to Darth Vader." No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I I swear to God, this is every every time. Leave the keys next to Darth. Leave them next to Vader. Um I have a uh, I have Vader's helmet with uh with two signed plaques, one uh James Earl Jones and one uh Hayden Christensen.
2: Oh wow. wow. I have uh I,
1: I have a double ended lightsaber signed by Ray Parks. Oh,
0: that's
1: cool. Uh, I have Princess Leia's gun signed by Carrie Fisher. Oh,
0: that's
1: um cool. I have uh I have Han Solo's gun, uh signed in my own mind by Harrison Ford. There you Honestly go. <laughs> signed by nobody. Um but it doesn't nice. matter.
0: Because
1: it's perfectly balanced and it's unbelievable the battles I've had in my house with it.
0: Oh, nice!
1: I have a uh, Rebel Trooper uh, blaster. I've got um, uh, an ATST model in a in a wow. case, you know, kind wow. of standing there with the with the lid off the top and the drivers inside.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I have Obi Wan's lightsaber. I have Sidious's lightsaber. Um, and uh, and then I've got a few. I, I have a few uh, like posters you know kind of yeah, in, yeah. in frames i have one of um one of uh hoth battle which is pretty cool because it's a sketch it's not like an actual photo yeah and then i have the uh i, I have the uh, return of the jedi poster
0: oh wow yeah like right. the original yeah it's, is it the one with the two hands holding the lightsaber is holding a... the lightsaber exactly oh, yeah yeah,
1: yeah. And and it's it's cool because it actually has creases from like the you know the shop that I got it from. Oh, like cool! They, they didn't even take care of it, so it's so this nice yeah, so
0: this is something you've had then for years. I've had it for a long time. Yeah. Awesome. See, that yeah. makes me feel good.
1: That's it, what I well, like to hear. It should though. I mean, that's what I you know. I still have all my original Star Wars toys, and my son plays with them now. They're over at my parents' house.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Uh, I, I've got the the Death Star playset. Yes. Um, which we finally had to throw out the foam from the trash compactor because it was just kind of to the point where it was crumbling. Yeah, it just, instead of, yeah, instead of squishing. Yep. But you know that happens. I mean, foam is replaceable.
2: Yeah. Uh, a
1: Death Star playset is not.
2: No. No. Um,
1: I have, I have the Hoff battle set there at my at my parents', which uh, I don't know if you ever had that, but it was the plastic. Uh, um, plastic sort of snowscape and then yes. it had a cardboard add- at in the yes. background
2: yep. with mm-hmm. the little
1: sort of elevator slider that goes up into the yes. middle of it <laughs> that yep. uh, it was just sort of a cut and fold you know uh cardboard yeah. back yep. that you put on it and then it had a little cannon on it
0: yeah Kenner did several of those things not to get yeah. you too much but they did a cloud city that way yeah um they did a sand uh, back in the back in the 78 79. They did like a Tatooine situation yeah. that way.
1: No, yeah. I. You know what? I had I had most of them. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. they were made of cardboard.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know,
1: it's with vigorous play, um, with with actual movie recreation play, it didn't last very long.
2: Sure.
1: You know, sure. it's the difference between those sets then and now. I mean, okay. now it's. I, I, now it's unbelievable the, the, the toys and the stuff they've come they've come out with I have almost every force effects lightsaber That they have
0: Those things I've are got, amazing are they not? Oh yeah
1: I, I have Maul's double ended I have Vader's I have Luke's Return of the Jedi oh. I have uh, I, I have um, Obi-Wan's I have uh, Who else do I have um, but That might be it I'm, I'm yeah. looking for Yoda's I gotta get Yoda's for my son cause Oh he's wow seven. yeah and the other ones, he tries to play with malls every once in a while, which is pretty deadly in the that,
0: house. No, that thing is huge. It's so <laughs> that thing huge. Thing is huge, and um, he's
1: a little seven-year-old. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he, he's barely hanging on. So,
0: well, that's cool though that you're letting him play with the stuff. I mean, cause that's what it's for.
1: It's completely what it's for. I yeah. mean, the reality is, it's replaceable. Yeah. Right. Do I want him to break it? No has he broken them yes
2: you
1: know and so what do you do you know you beat him severely and then you go get another one (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) i had some friends uh they've got two little boys who've actually been on this podcast i had them on to talk about the clone wars Uh because everyone was griping about the clone wars and the thing about my show is i just try to be there's so much negative crap on the internet and i try to be the one guy who's like you know what give it a chance guys and um and so I said, you know what I'm going to do? I got these two little guys in one seven, one five, seven, one's five, to talk about the the new show on Cartoon Network, the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, and um, which, which we TiVo. My my son has every oh. episode of.
0: And um, and so they came over to the house, and I'm like, let me show you guys the Star Wars room. And so they come in, and their mom was freaking out. She's like, there. I'm like, look, this is all toys. The point of the toys is to be played with. Let them play, you know. And so. Uh, well, you
1: say you say that, you know, with a grain of salt. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, have fun, play, wait, don't touch that. No, never right. mind. Go play ahead, with everything
0: fun. except this and this. Play with everything with your eyes, if you could. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Imagine what it would be like to play with this. <laughs> totally. Look at this setup. Wouldn't this be
1: fun? Okay,
0: moving on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wish we could do the Ewok uh, battle again? Um, so you uh, were, you you saw Star Wars back in the day, seventy yeah. seven. You were there, yeah. And uh, I mean, talk about it, man. What was I, I mean? What was your experience? What was your Star well? Wars it was experience? insane.
1: I mean, I you know, I remember going. I, I I had. I mean, this is what a this is just what a complete like movie geek I was when I was a kid. I had because um, I grew up here in L.A. I had a season pass to Universal Studios. Oh
2: wow! And
1: and so my mom would just dump me there every weekend. It was <laughs> like, okay, it's Saturday. See you later. And I had it was cool because back during that time with the season pass, it gave you like you didn't have to wait in line for the tram and all that. You, you know, you, I, I sort of felt like a celebrity in whatever way you could be yeah. a celebrity on a tram. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> I was I I was a I was a local celebrity at Universal Studios. Um that was when uh, the the tour guide called it ET's home away from home, which was that was a long time ago. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. Um,
1: but they had uh, they had the Battlestar Galactica little thing that you'd drive through, and you know, and, and and Jaws and all that. But in the middle of it, you'd stop off on a stage, and they had sort of this science fiction uh, thing that they had put together, and they they had like Hal there, and, and they showed um, old footage of like Flash Gordon, and they showed, you know, the the ridiculous ways that they'd made these things. But it was really cool because they had, uh, you know, at the same time, like computers were really starting to get involved at that point, and they had footage from The Last Starfighter. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh,
0: yeah, heck yeah, I remember The Last Starfighter. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they had, so they had all this footage, and they showed you how they created the, the ships in it. It was the first time that had been done oh, because wow. up until that point, you know, it was Lucas and it was, I mean, it was the thing that I love about the original Star Wars that really, um, are are hard for me with the new ones is I love that sense of that you could reach out and touch the things that you saw. I love that they were on sets. I love that the ships were, were dirty and they looked like they'd been from galaxy to galaxy and they'd been fighting and they all, you know, they just really looked. Kind of battle scarred and wounded yes. like they'd been through something um, and the new ones it's hard because you know it, as much as they they try and do that, it just doesn't look and feel the same and sure. and, and it's hard because for my generation, I appreciate that, like I love the old school stop motion stuff and the you know and and using cameras and shooting miniatures and and uh, Megan and I'll get in these arguments because she the the big thing for her science fiction wise was Lord of the Rings.
0: And oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, we have these Star Wars Lord of the Rings <laughs> arguments. No, you do I not. You, oh, Blacks yeah. Too, totally. All over again in your house. Oh no. In the in the movie room where I've got my Star Wars stuff, she has Lord of the Rings stuff.
0: Oh nice. And I oh, mean, she gosh. has she has the White Wizard staff
1: and she has um she has, you know, photos, uh she has Sting and she has the 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 knives that um uh, that that what's his name the um with the bow and arrow what the hell's uh, name Legolas yeah Legolas he has his you know swords and all sorts of stuff in there and we have these arguments and I I try and explain to her that it's not I'm not having this argument over um over the effects and 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 over the way the film was shot because Lord of the Rings is an it's an unbelievable trilogy
0: indeed and an
1: incredible yeah. job. But you have to look back at the time when Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi were made. I mean, they were made during a point where none of this existed.
0: Well, even if you go back and watch the non-special editions the before 97. Which, which
1: are the best ones? I, I don't like the special. Oh, really? I, yeah, I don't necessarily like where they added in the CG, and and they've got the, uh, the land speeder going through the town, and you've yeah. got... You know, because it always seems like Lucas kind of went in a hokey direction with all that stuff. It was like, mm-hmm. cool, let's have the land speeder going, and let's have, you know, a guy falling off of some monster he's riding. <laughs> like, it was, always, sure. it was always these comedic things that he had, yeah. you know? Uh, and and I, I, I liked sort of the old school where it wasn't that. It was like, no, let's make this as, like, macho and cool and dirty as
0: possible. Right, right. Well, it, it, the, the the effects from those originals still stand up. Oh. Completely. I mean, it's, the it's, lightsabers.
1: The oh the. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if he's changed the way he does it from then. I mean, I don't know if anybody has. It's it was kind of the first uh, effect, really, of that type. But it looks exactly the same now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So now you, you've you've talked a little bit about the prequels and, and their. We, I mean, how, what did you think about them overall, though? The new ones. The new ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. I. I'll tell you this: when I went to the theater. I actually dragged Megan to see uh, *Revenge of the Sith*.
0: Oh yeah. Um,
1: and I was, I was sad watching it. I was really sad because I knew, you know, you. It's an interesting way of watching a story unfold because yeah. you know how it ends up. You know, Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. You Know the fight that Luke and Vader had. You know that Vader. Um, you know, finally ends up saving Luke and ends and Anakin ends up being exactly who uh Obi Wan and everyone thought he was gonna be in the first place. Yeah. I mean he ends up being the savior of it all in a in a strange way, but he was the one that was powerful enough to, you know, to stop it at the end. Yeah. Um but, you know, the whole time in the theater, I, I'm I'm just sitting there going, no, <laughs> Anakin, <Yes. laughs> don't do it,
2: no, please. And yeah.
1: uh, you know, and it was really, I mean, at the point when when he and Obi One are battling, and 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 you know, Obi One, who Obi One is just the man. I love uh, I love Obi One from the original three. Yes, you McGregor was awesome. He kicked it up a he notch, was didn't he? <laughs> so great as as, as Obi One. And that scene where he was like, you know, you can't do it, Anakin. Don't, you know, you're you're not powerful enough. I have the advantage. And he tried jumping over him and he cut his legs off and everything. Everything. He cut
0: everything off. Yeah, cut his arms
1: and his legs and just left him sitting there in the, you know, in the ground, like right next to the Uh lava that he caught on fire.
2: Uh
1: I was, my heart sank just because it was, that was really powerful to me in an odd way because I was grown. I mean, you know. Uh, I wouldn't think that a connection would still be so strong from uh, from being a kid to now, but it was. And there are still films, as much as I don't um, enjoy them the same way I enjoy sure. the, the original ones, I'll if they're on, I'll watch them all the way
0: oh, through. Oh, heck yeah. Heck I yeah.
1: mean, they'll completely suck me out of whatever I'm doing. And you know, I'll, I'll turn into my seven-year-old son. And I'll just be standing in front of the television, <laughs> staring, staring at the screen. <laughs> you know, and people walk through and go, "Hey, what are you doing?" It's like you know, I won't even like. It's blinders.
2: Yeah, it just I'm just so complete
1: weird. horse track, just nice. drawn.
2: That's awesome.
1: It's a, you know, it's a complete tractor meme, and I'm just drawn into the screen. I just am. It's the. I think that world. I think what Lucas created meant more to me than anything at that point in my life.
0: Oh, that's It was awesome. it was
1: all I spent every day doing. It was I like I get home from school and I play with my Star Wars stuff um, until I started skateboarding and you know and, yeah. and and riding a bike. Then then it all kind of went away.
0: But well, you talk about Episode Three. It, it one of the strokes of genius was the fact that in the first half, Anakin and Obi Wan are running around. They're joking with each other. And then they have that conversation before Obi Wan runs off to catch General Grievous. Right. And they and like they've made amends for their little fight that they had and their argument and um you know, and, and their may the force be with and you know as a viewer, this is gonna end badly, but they're so <laughs> friendly with each other and they're just he's like, Goodbye, old friend, you know, may the force be and you're like, ah. Oh. He has that
1: whole moment where he says, "I'm proud of you," and yes. I don't want you to think that I'm not. And and yeah, you finish that scene, and you're thinking, "Oh,
2: this could turn around." Yeah. <laughs> and you realize the next it's time not, you turn around, <laughs> because this is a prequel.
1: It's not. It will not turn around.
0: The next time you see each other, you're going to be just swinging at one another. Uh, I would. What...
1: I gotta say, one of the biggest beefs I had with that was. It just seemed like the turn happened so fast. Yeah. It you know that that scene where um you know him and Sam Jackson are you know in in the room and and you got Sidious there and you know and th- they're fighting and, and I, I the turn was just so fast like he killed me. He was like you know what have I done? And then he just dropped to his knees and was like whatever you want, Master.
0: And right. Right. Was, well, it's was, almost thinking, easy. how
1: how did that. Uh, you know, I, I, how did it happen so fast? Yeah.
0: Well, for me, it's almost a, a despair thing with him. You know, it, at that point, it's like he could justify killing Count Dooku in Cold Blood. Mm-hmm. And he could justify in Episode 2 wiping out those sand people. Mm-hmm. And um, But I, I just think at that point, it's like I can't justify killing a Jedi Master the way I've done well, it.
1: Well, and I also think beyond that, too, it's kind of it, – it's almost sort of the joke of the, um, the, the paradox you always talk about with Sarah Connor. is It's like just, we – you know, it's the part of the force that we never think about, but if the force is as powerful as it is and the dark side at the same point is as powerful, we have no idea what that pull honestly feels like right. and what yeah. it would be until you're in it. You, know? you just
0: got to embrace it.
1: You embrace the paradox. Just, you just gotta face,
0: embrace, embrace. Embrace the
1: force, force man. <laughs> That's right. I tell one of my biggest jokes all the time. Whenever, like, when we're on break, you know, if we come back, hopefully, and we do season three of of Sarah Connor, is I always tell everybody. They're like, "Hey, so what'd you do over the summer?" And it's like, "Oh, I, you know, I became a Jedi."
2: Nice.
1: <laughs> so always, you know, I stick it out, and they're like, "No, really?" It's like, "No, seriously, I'm a Jedi now."
0: No, no, really. You I might, went, you might
1: not yeah. want to talk to me in a funny way because <laughs> I can, you know. Um, I'm I'm pretty powerful
0: (laughs) I can choke you out Just by thinking about it I
1: I can totally Check you out Yeah, choke you out If if nothing else I can completely change What you're thinking That's right Just walk away Uh, Yeah, I've done it I've done it before You know, the the producers On the show were like This is a six episode character And I was like No, I'll be here for a while And they were like You know, we we think You'll be here for a while (laughs) Nice I was like, you guys will love Derek Reese. And they were like, we love Derek Reese.
0: That's the reason he's been around so (laughs) long. Totally. Dude, Jedi mind tricks, man. That's right. Jedi
1: mind tricks, my
0: friend. (laughs) You heard it Never
1: underestimate the power of the (laughs)
0: force. Never at all. Never indeed. Um, That's the point where I completely lose the audience is the stupid jokes like that. (laughs) Not this audience, sir. Not (laughs) the audience of this show. All right. You've just become the favorite of many right now. Good thing. you might have lost some old school fans just then, but not not the new. The, you've got tons of new ones that are that are totally on board with you now more than ever. All right. Um. You uh. You mentioned your DVR Clone Wars. I guess for your son, how is he yeah. liking that? How how did he like this? How did you like it?
1: He loves it. I. You know, it was. I went to the theater to see to see the film when it was released, and right. right. I was um. I didn't love it.
2: Right. Sure. I,
1: I didn't love it in the theater. I was a little sort of. I felt like I was kind of left hanging at the end, and i was sure. like i don't I don't understand the point of why they why they put this out um it seemed a little sort of anticlimactic story wise you right. know it was like, okay, so we have you know one of the huts of kidnapped a, you know the whole bounty thing and yeah. trying to get the baby back and it seemed um a little silly to me, but the show i I think the show has actually been better than the film oh yeah, uh, yeah. it's i, I it's unbelievable to me that they can crank that out that they've made a series out of
0: that yes yeah. it's really uh, okay.
1: it, it's really incredible I mean we were just watching a recent episode and I don't I, I don't know any of the characters names but mm-hmm. the, the the Sith with the double with the two lightsabers oh yeah the chick yeah what's her I, name her name's Asajan Asajan ah, yeah. exactly see my son would know all this sure. he kills me at Star Wars Trivial Pursuit it's oh really nice deserted. he kills me um and and it was where uh, where she had to go and and uh, she broke onto the ship and they they kind of hijacked it and then she took the oh of the yeah. out of the cell and all of that and the uh, the fight scenes and everything are
2: so
0: yeah. good I and uh, so James well. Marsters voiced a character in in that particular episode. Uh, uh, he was I know him as Brainiac on Smallville. People know him as right. Spike on Buffy. Uh-huh. You, know, you might know him in person. Um, I don't know. <laughs>
1: You might actually know him. You might you guys actually might have know had him. beers together. I don't know. <laughs> or you have no idea who I'm talking about.
0: But he... I mean, that was a big deal to a lot of, like, geeks that he was voicing a character. He was actually the guy that had provided all the codes and, like, she stabs through the chest at the end of it.
1: I love that.
0: Oh, my gosh. Was that just I love amazing? that whole
1: bit where he's in the seat, yeah, and the lights lightsaber... I love that now at the beginning of the cartoon it's like the you know, it's it's rated for strong cartoon violence. Yes. And it's like, man, this really is like that's strong off.
0: cartoon violence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, you know, how many how many Stormtrooper and clone trooper helmets did I see flying exactly. in this episode yes. and a body falling? I mean the body count is crazy yep. on yep. that cartoon. But I love it. And
2: Good. you
1: know, there there's still a level where at, my son is seven, but I don't mind him watching it because it still is so so fantasy. I know he's not going to run out and build his own lightsaber and start, sure. you know, trying to find clone
0: troopers to kill. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you, uh, I, I just I can't tell you how excited I am to, uh, I was to find out this guy's kind of a geek. You know, this guy's this guy's got a little geek in him.
1: You have you have no idea. I was I was five when I graduated high school. I was five five.
0: Oh wow. Um yeah,
1: I was in marching band. Nice. Not the most popular. Not the most popular among students. Um, you were at least I playing had, some
0: drums. You were at least a percussionist.
1: Dude, I played the quads and nice. I played uh I played the snare and cymbal. I
0: hear you. Um
1: oh and I was so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, all the
0: ladies.
1: totally. Um the boy, the ladies love quad players. Let me tell you. you, yes, sir. That are five five. <laughs> I got so much action by myself at home. You wouldn't believe it. I got so much action during practice time. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was, I was marching band uh, drums. I was jazz band, my friend. Which you know,
2: yeah. jazz band,
1: lot of tail during during lunchtime yes, when sir. we play out at the quad. <laughs> um, and, uh... So, you know, the 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 like the beginning of 90210 and the, you know, the the nerdy stuff kind of kind of right on. I mean, sort of sort of right there. I was 17 when the show started and yeah. well, I looked like I was like 12, Right. You know? <laughs> I and I and Ian Ziering used to pick me up by my neck. I was so
0: small. Daggum. Well, you know, I I've got a confession. I was I never watched 90210. Um
2: Damn you, Steve! I <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare you? I was uh, I was too busy being a loser in other ways um, <laughs> in in high school. Well, I, I guess I was. Gosh, that came nineteen ninety. So yeah, I was thirteen, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just I never got into it. I was never into those kind of shows. Um, but I've had a lot of Shame. friends. You really missed out on something incredible. Apparently, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, our show was. Thank God for TV on DVD. Fantastic. So, I mean, because I, I had friends when they found out I was going to be talking to you. They're like, "You got to ask him about kissing this person or that person." I'm like, "Guys, I don't think I want to do that. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's any of my business." But what was? I mean, that was a 10 year situation. Yeah. Uh, that show. What I mean was, do you look back on that fondly? Is that something you you'd rather forget? You, you no,
1: know? I, no, I no, I completely look back on it fondly. I mean, it was. That, not many people have the opportunity in in this business to say that they worked on a show for ten years.
2: Sure. Uh,
1: let alone one that was that big. I mean, yeah. it was. Aside from the fact that it was as popular as it was here in the states, overseas, it was, um, it, it was outrageous the things that we would experience. I mean, you know, traveling and shutting down airports in Spain and and uh, just it was it was an, it was complete insanity. I mean, it was something that. I, I joke about and I, I say that you know a year prior to, I, I remember watching the news and everything was new kids on the block and it was you'd see this footage of them you know overseas traveling and and their their tour bus being surrounded and you know hundreds of thousands of people being around them all the time and, and absolute chaos and then cut to a year and a half later and I'm watching news footage and you know it, it's now me walking through. <laughs> an airport with the same with the same sort of surroundings is what I saw really just completely surreal um really odd I mean it's nothing that you completely get comfortable with because it's really an odd experience and it's nothing that you can explain the the only people that truly understood it were the rest of the cast
2: Sure. Yeah. And
1: so, in in an interesting way, it, it created a cool bond between us all because we were the only ones that understood it. Um, but at the same time, it was I, I, I'm I still I'm so thankful that paparazzi wasn't then what it is now.
2: Oh, sure. Um, yeah.
1: Because it would have been miserable. Uh, I mean, at that point, you know, two guys would show up out front of a club or something, and we'd all be joking around, flipping them off through the window, and, you know, and then they'd leave, (laughs) and and it wouldn't mean anything, you know, it would be like the one magazine that that printed those kind of things. Now, with the internet, you know, like you said, so many people go online to to bash people, and then on top of it, it's 90% of these sites are dedicated to just tearing down actors and tearing down their lives outside of what they do, and, um you know it's just become this sort of crazy celebrity bashing game online and
0: you yeah, know how do you how do you personally deal with that i mean because there's a lot of people that i don't know i don't enjoy it i'm not like i have friends that they read the us weeklies and they they get into the tabloid stuff and and like my thing is i don't really care much about their personal life when it comes to you for example sir i'm like mm-hmm. yeah Derek reese is awesome brian Austin Green did a great job and they're like, yeah, but did you know he's dating so and so, or he's dating Megan, or this, that, and the other? And I'm like, no, didn't know that at all. And uh, right. um, how do you deal with that type of, I guess, just being I, out there and everyone kind of being up in your business and stuff? I
1: don't, I don't deal with it real well.
0: Really?
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I have, it, it, you know, every once in a while, like on VH1, they'll be running like you know, celebrities and the paparazzi and all that, and they'll be talking to paparazzos, and they're like, oh so-and-so is so nice and they always stop and take a picture and you know we go about our day and i just am not one of those people i'm not i i don't know if it's because i'm now 35 years old and i've i, I dealt with sort of a level of this starting at 17 sure but it's just nothing it's nothing that i'm interested in
0: have you ever brought like a camera i've tried okay
1: right. <laughs> um, i've tried i mean I, I i at one point would uh at one point, it got really crazy, and, you know, they'd, they'd park out front of our house on the street and wait for us to leave and chase us. And so I, I went and bought a paintball gun just so I could shoot their cars while they were out there.
0: Thank um, you. That is awesome, sir. Yeah,
1: it was – I thought it was awesome also. <laughs> to me, it was like this is – you know, I thought I'd, like, reinvented the wheel as yes. far as the paparazzi. Went. This is beautiful. Like, I'm the man. I don't – you know. It's, <laughs> Like, up until this point, I was the band guy, but now I'm the man. Like, this is – I've really created something that everybody needs to jump on board with until the police were like, hey, you can't do that.
2: You can't shoot the paparazzi. That's
1: illegal. You can't really shoot cars uh, outside of your property. So I had to stop doing that. Um, But it's – I just don't – to me, my my personal life and my time is – you know, it's now my time – with my relationship Which we don't get a lot of time sure. at. I mean you know Megan's out of town A lot working and I'm in town A lot working
2: Right.
1: So we we miss a lot of each other And when it's a Sunday And we just want to go see a movie Somewhere and have dinner And you know we, we've now Missed the, the movie we were going to go to Because we've been trying to lose these 15 cars yeah. that are following us around And all that yeah. Yeah. it's frustrating It's really frustrating for me Um you know, the same thing will happen. I'll be picking my son up from school and they'll be out there with cameras taking pictures and,
0: and see that would be what would really bother me is is when you start bringing someone's kids into the situation.
1: I well to me I, I've I I feel like this country or the government has completely lost lost kind of track of the difference between freedom of the press and then uh, human rights, like rights to sure. privacy. You know, uh, why why is it is it okay for them to park out front of my house and follow me? Which, to me, if they didn't have a camera, is stalking. Which I thought we had like you know laws against.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's not because they have a camera, so it's okay. They can you know they can run red lights and swerve around your car and take pictures and and do that. And the only thing that's not okay is if the police catch them running a red light. It's like no, that's you know they've broken the law in doing that. They drove too fast. Not uh, you know they're they're shooting pictures through our uh, through our fence of us on our front patio or in our backyard or uh, you know it's it, it's so cloudy and I, I was really hopeful when uh, when Schwarzenegger became governor here in California, right. that he went through what we go through, sure. that he would get it. And he go, okay, you know what, I'm changing it just as far as California goes for right now. And the fact that that
0: hasn't happened is frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll make this. I'll make this commitment to you, Brian. I'm a big guy. You, you won't be shooting to my fence. Right That's here. right. Well, no, I'm a big guy, and if we ever have a chance to hang out, you can just hide behind me. That's awesome. And uh, and I'm so I'm so unattractive and so not what people want on the picture that you'll be okay.
1: I love that. See, you know what would we'll be we could take it a step further and we could do it backpack style like Chewbacca and, and uh, C-3PO. Yeah. And and all all totally just hang in a backpack.
0: There you go. On Blake. your back,
1: you know. I don't think that's there's anything so... wrong with that. I think that's a where we're we're doing justice to a you know, to a franchise we love, sure. and B, we're, we're sure. handling a paparazzi situation at the same time.
0: <laughs> nice. Although
1: I have a feeling that that picture would actually get out. That yeah, would, that
0: would be one that would uh, <laughs> would probably hit the internet. That, that inter- would be so one really that would be, be all hard. over everything. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, Brian Austin Green caught in man's backpack. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, have a, I have another confession to make. All right. I IMDB'd you before uh, we got on yeah. uh, this interview here. Yeah. And I'm uh, blown away, sir, by a few things. Number 1, um not only do you are a part of the uh, teen culture as far as like the 90210. Yeah. You touch saved by the bell with Brian Austin Green greatness as well. Yeah. Um you were in the pilot that back when it was Good Morning Miss Bliss and they you later in Syndication and in saved by the bell. Is that something that you just like, why did I do that?
1: No, it was I, I was a kid. I think I was uh I, I think I was like eleven years old. Sure. And um it was me, uh, Jaleel White
2: mm-hmm.
1: um who <laughs> was Urkel for those who yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um and
2: uh oh who was it that was the
1: that was the lead of that? I forget who it was it was oh uh Haley
0: Halle Berry, yeah.
1: No, Haley Mills.
0: No, oh, Mills, not Barry. Haley Barry playing. Yeah, Storm. Haley Mills
1: was playing the teacher, yeah. who was the little girl in the Parent Trap, who yeah. you know in the, in the original. And uh, yeah, it was this really cool little kind of sitcom pilot that we did, and the pilot went really well. But they decided that they wanted to shoot it in Florida. Okay. Um, and there was just not one bit of me that was ready to up and move from sure. uh, Los Angeles sure. to Florida to shoot to shoot that.
0: So, is what is what you were in? Was it an unaired pilot then, or
1: I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think they I think they kind of recast and, and reshot shot everything because I mean, obviously Jaleel White didn't do it either. Sure. I, I think most most of the cast that we had, um, uh, you know, backed out of it because yeah. that's that's just kind of a tough. Well,
0: you, know, you ended up. I mean, uh, this is now. This is where I'm gonna kind of out myself to the world like I say it, when it went into syndication they were calling it Saved by the Bell yeah in the early years and yeah. um and you had like uh oh crap I can't think of the guy's real name Zach and Screech I mean it was they they, they were the only ones from what would later be Saved by the Bell there but they were there mm-hmm. um also I'm looking at this and I've got to say small wonder sir you've you've had a you've had a hand at dealing yes. really with robots that look like people <coughs> before yes Yes, I have. You were in uh, you were in a couple of episodes of Small Wonder.
1: With Vicky. Yeah. That's crazy. Vicky, Vicky the robot.
0: <laughs> did you interact with Vicky at all in Small Wonder? I
1: did. I had a couple lines. I mean, she didn't have many lines on the show. Man. She only
0: really talked to the family, but yeah, it
1: was you know, some ridiculous. I was just like one of the school friends on the show and,
0: So you weren't so, a freedom fighter from the future then?
1: No, no, no. Okay. I was not. The 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 first uh the first taste of anything Sort of comic book or or science fiction that I got to do was I was the original voice of uh, of uh, Johnny Storm.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask you about Fantastic that. Four. That was where I was going next was Fantastic yeah. Four in the nineties. What yeah. now? You that was voiceover work, of course, for this thing. How yeah. was that? What was that like? Do you remember that? At, at it was really
1: fun. I, I really. I mean, at that point, um, it, at that point, it was very like exciting for uh, for everyone you know from from the comic and and it was it was a big deal for them um i i we were constantly they were having like parties and celebrations of oh we finished 13 episodes and we did this and it was a it was a really cool kind of oh, crazy thing but it was again one of those things where voice over work is it's really time consuming and mm-hmm. i had no idea i had no idea how much time it would take for me to do uh and I started working on a bunch of other things, and so eventually it just came down to i i can't you know I can't do anymore. i I don't really have the time to do it so they they then went out and recast uh recast that that voice but i i think I did the first like fifteen or so episodes yeah. of the show That's and it was cool. fun I, I had a i had a really really great time and it was it was exciting for me because it was you know something i'd i'd grown up uh Sort of loving And I mean There was You know So
0: you're kind of You were kind of Into comics as well then Well I was into comics
1: A little bit I mm-hmm. didn't My my dad um, My dad was very my, my family I grew up very middle class But mm-hmm. my dad was very Tough as far as uh, Money for anything Sure It was You know If I wanted something I had to um, Explain how it would better my future and, and oh, wow. how I would use it in my career. <laughs> I had to do a PowerPoint presentation and every toy I went and it's like, you know, what, well, you know, it's the it's the drummer from the Muppets and it's a puppet, so I'm going to be a puppeteer at some point because this is, you know, I had to do the whole thing.
0: And I played I, the quads. It,
1: it's one of the reasons I started acting, so I could make my own money and, and, yeah. and buy my own stuff.
0: Wow. <laughs> um
1: So I didn't have access to a lot of comics. I mm-hmm. got them every once in a while from kids I rode the bus uh, to school with,
2: okay. and we would
1: sort of swap out. Um, I, read, I, I read a lot of Spider-Man when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, a little bit of Fantastic Four, a um, little bit of kind of Justice League and, you know, Green Lantern and all sure. that. Um I was much, I was much more sort of action figure kid, you you know, that was was kind of my my thing. Um, a lot of action figures. I I had, I had multiples of everyone at at some point.
0: Nice. Now, do you have a favorite, was there someone that you would say would be a favorite superhero?
1: Um, you know, it's funny, honestly, when I was younger, Silver Surfer was always a big deal to me.
2: Huh.
1: Um, and, and I don't necessarily know why. He just seemed—he uh, just seemed so powerful, and and I, you know, I loved the he, he kind of the freedom that he had with his power. I, I was really, I, I thought was was really cool. Um, but then I think uh, ultimately Spider-Man was kind okay. of the yeah. Spider-Man was the one I gravitated towards the most, just because he seemed kind of the closest to me, like something I could actually achieve at some point if I found a radioactive spider
0: yeah there you go. <laughs> it
1: was the, it was all I was missing, like I was yes I'm was a radioactive <laughs> spider, and they're hard to come by. They really I didn't know, are. yeah,
0: yeah, especially you know? in California, everything's green out there So.
1: yeah, I sounded like black widows and stuff, yeah. and they just made me sick, <laughs> you know, made me sick, and I'd wake up, and it was like, no, I'm still skinny, oh, and God. I still still can't
0: climb anything um <laughs> now, um how how are things going with the green lantern? By the way, well, we, there talk about that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, they they've still kind of got in their head, I think, um,
0: to go to go younger with the character.
1: So that's that's the thing that I'm up against the most right now, um, which is you know it's their take on Hal Jordan.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: not that I necessarily agree with it, but who am I?
0: <laughs> You're Brian Austin Green, man. <laughs> who am
1: I, yeah, but who am I to say you know? Hey, makers of Green Lantern, I, I know better than you do. It's not, you know, it's not really my place. Sure. All I can do, I, I kind of feel like I did what I could. I put it out there. Um, I've gotten just a lot of great like support from from fans online, and um, you know, everybody, uh, all the fans of Sarah Connor have been so great at kind of putting my name out there and pushing it and really making something out of it and and I love that and it's more than I ever could have expected ever in a million years on something like this but at the end of the day you know it's a it, it's a massive uh feature film and, and they have something in mind so sure. you know I just hope at the end of the day when I go to the theater that it's that it's what I hoped it would be
0: yeah normally we all well what about fathom how are things coming with fathom
1: Fathom is going really well we're we're almost uh we almost have a first draft in um and we're you know, it's kind of at the slow point right now. Yes. We're we're I finishing mean. up the script, but uh, we we're really lucky. We're uh, the film went from Fox Atomic to Big Fox, which is which is great for us. Yeah. Uh, it's great especially since Atomic ended up folding and sure. you know yes. and, and went away. But uh, Fox is really excited about the film. We have we have a lot of work ahead of us. Um, effect wise it's gonna take a lot of work to kind of yeah. figure out. How we're going to do, you know, how we're going to accomplish what what Michael Turner created, and and have as much stuff underwater as there is. But I think uh, it's a really cool comic, and uh, Megan, again, it's it's been her passion since she was a kid. So I I don't think I don't think there could be a better actress to play that, you know, to play uh, Aster
0: than Megan. So did um did you ever get to meet Michael Turner before he passed? Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I I got to sit down at his house.
0: Oh wow!
2: Um,
1: which was which was really, really amazing. He he was an amazing guy. It's it, it's such a horrible loss. Yeah. And he was so young to have been dealing with what he went through and then to to pass from it. Yeah, it's really a shame. But he, it, it th- this whole situation just as as days went on felt more and more like it was exactly what was supposed to happen. I mean, from from the the inception of me talking to, um, Frank you know, his partner at WonderCon and then Comic-Con and and then talking to them on the phone and then getting um, Peter Safran and and, and Steve Besson and the other two producers together and then to be sitting in, uh, you know, in Michael's house with him and and be sitting across from him and saying, listen, my goal with this film is to make sure that we make the film of what you created and, you know, this isn't... I, I don't want this to be about sort of artistic licensing and us just making what we think will be cooler for a film. I mean, you, you created a company and you, you you created something that people love. And, um, and I promise you that that's my goal. My goal is to make sure at the end of the day when people see this film... It looks and feels like what you created and I want to use as much of your stuff as I can we want as many sketches and, and as many costumes and sort of art design set design pieces and you know everything that you have like we want to raid what you've got and and create it and um, it was a big deal because he completely signed off on it which he hadn't done up until that point a,
2: right, few, right.
1: a few different people had had the property I think James Cameron was going to make it at some point And he was talking about doing it with um, Jessica Alba, Mm -hmm. and then that kind of fell through, and I think the big thing for for Michael all along was that he he would get these scripts and he would talk to these people, and they just didn't get it. They didn't didn't necessarily want to make what he created – they liked the idea of you know this this hot girl being in the ocean, and so <laughs> it's like yeah, right, right. Let's make something cool with a hot girl in the ocean, <laughs> and you know she's talking to dolphins and all. Like they just had all these crazy things yeah. that they had come up with, and he was like, "That's not, you know, they're not swimming around talking to dolphins, and like it's not. That's not what this is about. This is a different thing. And,
0: it's not Aquaman as a hot chick."
1: yeah it's not it's a completely different story you know if you want to make aquaman go go do that by all means because i think it'll be that would be a cool film to see that's not what fathom is right um and you know he just completely before he before he passed he just completely given me and 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 everyone his blessing and uh and loved it and then when he did pass it you know it sort of stepped up and and ramped up the level of importance for us, uh, including everyone at Aspen and and, uh, Gold Circle and Fox to make, you know, to really make this film the right way and and make it something where people step back and they go, yeah, I know it was a comic book film, but that was was an amazing movie, and that's an amazing story, and we love the characters, and we can't wait to see what happens in, in the next one, and... Jordan, our, our our writers doing a doing a great job of of, of doing that. Um, you know, Prince of Persia is a, a really cool, really cool script, and was an amazing video game that he created. Yeah, yeah. He, he well, just
0: And and you and Megan are are going to be producers on this, as well as she's going to be in it. Hopefully, she's, is that...
1: Well, yeah, she's um, she's on as a producer, mainly mainly from the standpoint of making sure that Aspen is the character that she knows and and remembers and that it doesn't stray that way um but she'll be acting i mean she's not going to be involved in the day-to-day actual pre-production post-production of the film you know she's got she has a bunch of
0: things going on she's kind of the gatekeeper of the character then for you guys pretty much
1: yeah i mean she's you know she's the person where i'll when we were sitting down with jordan and he was kind of pitching us you know the script for the first one and which is a hard it's a hard pitch by the way i
2: yeah,
1: you know just reading just reading the graphic novel um I remember one of the first things I was afraid of was how do you like how do you make this into a film like where do you where do you start this film do you you know do you take it straight off the page? you can't really because the introduction of all the characters is so uh it works great for a graphic novel wouldn't wouldn't work well for a film, you know sure. it was sure, kind maybe. of a and, and he got it. He really came up with a way of doing everything in a cool way. But for her, you know, I'd come home and I'd say, okay, so this is what he pitched, and this is kind of what we're going for. And she'd say, well, you know, are we going to have this moment in, in the film where <laughs> Aston realizes this? And <clears throat> and I'd say, yeah, you know what, he actually had already come up with that. Or, no, we're thinking of saving that for the second one um, because in the first one we want to we go more this way. And so, you know, she's there to bounce everything off of, and, and she's um, – She's reputable, uh, you know. It's, sure. I would. I, I would want the same type of person on, on anything. I mean, if if I was going to go shoot, you know, a, a new Jaws film, I'd want the the world leading expert on great white sharks or sure. somebody that's you know grown up loving them and studying them to be there. And that's kind yeah. of what she is. Aside from having the Aspen staff there,
0: that's what. That's what uh, all of these movies, these superhero movies that are coming out, they need the geek consultant. It's true. Who who can have a, who can who knows a little bit about the industry and realizes yep. what can be done on on a film, but also realizes the character and and the things going on in, the, in a book, um, and, and can sit there and say, you know what, we need this moment, we need that. That that's a new position in movie making, sir. Geek consultant. I,
1: I think I, I think it's I, I think it's dead on, and it's like absolutely necessary. I mean, it was one of the things that I was that I was thinking about constantly when the Green Lantern talk was even happening. Right, right. You know, I, I want to, I want to really start sitting down with guys that, you know, I grew up going, hey, cool character. I really, you know, I really like him, but, I, you know, there, there are people that grew up really loving and embracing every aspect of the character. And to me, I, you know, I want those guys the, the same way, you know, Johnny Depp did the work he did for, uh, for Jack Sparrow. It's like, yeah, I want, yeah. you know, I want this guy sitting around going no. I'm telling you the reason the reason he's pissed about this is because of that. And you know, somebody that can connect all those dots.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because
1: it's really what it is. It's a big, you know, movie making is just it's the same thing with making a show. It's you connect the dots. Yeah. And the more dots somebody can put out there for an actor, uh the better it is. Uh, you know, otherwise as an audience we end up being let down because w- they're they're choosing to take something that, you know, half of its popularity was due to the audience's imagination. I, yeah. I I loved Star Wars for the original three films that they were, but I also loved it because of what my imagination created.
2: Oh sure. In my yeah. time
1: away from them, when yep. I was playing with the figures and I was creating my own worlds and creating my own scenarios, and you know, and that's so you you better kind of take that into account if you're going to make. Uh, a, a film based on characters that people have grown up feeling so passionate about. If you if you just sort of half-ass it, you know that's the that that audience. So they're the first ones to see it, and they're the first ones to kill uh, to kill you in the theater. Yeah, yeah. They're it's, the first ones that will sit back and go, nope, you guys didn't do it. Yeah. That wasn't it.
0: <laughs> and they, and then they start the buzz on the old. They internet. start the buzz, and there it's like, yeah, yeah, don't bother. If yeah, you well, if
1: you grew up loving this comic, don't bother yep. because it'll let you down in 30,000 different ways.
0: Yep. Well, I know I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I have two more questions for you. Um one would be and and I feel bad asking this question, but have you got to see anything other than a trailer or two out of Transformers 2? Uh
1: n- no. I mean, um, I I was I was on set a little bit, so yep. I saw I saw some of the stuff. I was out in uh, New Mexico when they were shooting. But it's um, it's sick, it's dude. Crazy. It looks
0: it looks amazing. I'm telling you straight. It's gonna up. be a crazy. It's gonna be a crazy movie,
1: and you know I gotta say Transformers is actually a tough one for me because I grew up playing with Transformers. Me too. So there was you know there's still like watching the new trailer and uh, you know when. When we talk about it, and like we were watching the trailer, and Megan was like, "Oh yeah, that's Devastator," and I'm looking at him going, "That's
2: not Devastator.
1: What is, what? That's who's that? <laughs> what is that? What that that doesn't even look
0: like Devastator." Yeah, yeah well, you know, He's it, like bright yellow. He's and, just, and
2: that's
1: the tough thing. That's the tough thing for me with Transformers is again something I grew up with, and you, you know, it was it was a big deal to me when I saw the first uh, the first renderings or everything. It was like that's not
2: right. Yeah, they're
1: completely recreating it, but you know, that aside, um, I L M they oh my the work gosh. they've done, it's it's insane. Yeah. I think the only movie I'm more excited to see is uh is Terminator Salvation.
0: Yeah, it's gonna I'm 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 thinking Terminator Salvation is going to be incredible.
1: I think I think it's gonna end up winning kind of winning the, the, the summer battle and oh, doing wow. I that. uh, that's that's just my call only yep. because you know, with with someone like Christian Bale uh, yes. on hand, um, he's he has full like script approval on the yeah. film. I mean, he's he runs the show over there, which is everybody gave him such a hard time for for that rant, you know, when he was yelling at the guy on set and all that. But at the same time, you have to think he's now carrying two franchises, big yeah. franchises. Yeah, like Batman, you can't get any bigger. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, and then and now Terminator, which. That everybody's expectations for this first one are so high, and he knows it. But he's the right kind of guy to make sure that they're handled in, in in the right way, where you leave things open for the next film, and you make it a story over three films instead of trying to cram everything into one, and then go, okay, well now we have to make another one. So yeah. what do we make it about? It's like, okay, this is. These are terminators that look like sprite cans now, and sure. <laughs> they try and you know because they because they used it all up. Right. Um,
0: well, now have you have you let them know that if they want to bring the character of Derek Reese in, that you'd be willing to come and reprise that character in?
1: Oh, they they know it was. <laughs> um, we
0: have the same we have
1: the same producers. I mean, James okay. Middleton, who does the show, yeah. is you know is part of the films also.
2: Okay. And it I was something.
1: Know. It was something apparently that I was kind of told after the fact was discussed early on when they were. Getting the film together Was if they wanted to cross over Any of the characters from the show um, Into the film Because especially like Derek Reese Was a character that mm-hmm. was created Specifically for the show And didn't, yes. didn't exist before And um, I heard that Mick G was all for it He was like excited about it He loved the show He thought it was cool But it ended up being uh, Because there are so many producers on it Other producers right. saying no Let's We want it to be completely separate you know, we want it to be its own living, breathing thing. Um, that's a crazy but,
0: business out there, sir. I just want you to know that the, the, the studio business baffles me sometimes. I don't fully I don't. get it.
1: <laughs> it baffles me, and I've been doing this since I was nine. There you, know? you go. <laughs> okay, good. I don't feel so
0: bad then. Yeah, was, no, you shouldn't. I'm like, here's you're the guy a guy that's actually, been in it. You're like, actually
1: what? what much smarter about it than, than most people are, and, uh, you know, you're in Georgia right now. There you go. So... <laughs> <laughs> so you need to you need to pat yourself on the back. That's that's the export, my friend.
0: Knowledgeable
1: okay. knowledgeable people uh, in regards to the film and television industry.
0: Okay, well, all right, and, and I'll take science that as fiction a call. world. That's the
1: export. Go. Yeah, the major export.
0: I'd like to put myself out there right now, geek consultant on any movie you want. So, yeah. I
1: I think I think it's a position that, that could be filled. And, and I think you would be fantastic at it.
0: Well, you know how to get in touch with me. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, so yeah, Terminator
1: Salvation I think is going to be yes. cool. Yes. Transformers is going to be awesome. Um, yeah, I've I've heard so far that Star Trek is great.
0: I've, I've heard. Well, someone was talking to me today. They're like, you're going to have to do a whole episode on uh, eating crow because, like, I give Star Trek fans a hard time on my uh-huh. show. Uh, because I'm such a Star Wars fan, and I'm like, well, not really. I said when I actually do my review of Star Trek, it's going to be it took a Star Wars fan to make a great Star Trek movie, because J.J. <laughs> Abrams, you know, I've read a lot of interviews where he's like, this is a Star Trek movie for Star Wars fans, and well, um,
1: that's, if if that's what he accomplished, then I all hail J.J. J. Yeah,
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, finally, before I before I let you go, everyone that listens to this show. Um, nearly is in arms, up in arms, just hoping that, uh, that Sarah Connor will be renewed. Yeah. Um,
1: As, as are we.
0: (laughs) Yes. And so, so you've not heard anything yet either. No, but
1: it's, but it's coming soon. Um, I mean, what's the date today? Today is,
0: uh, today's the the fourth. fourth. May the fourth be with you, sir, by the way.
1: So, yeah, I mean, we're looking at, we're we're looking at, you know, a week and a half or so. We, We should know. Um, I think compared to when the season ended uh it, it's looking a lot more positive than negative right now
2: Good. which is
1: Good. you know which is a relief um, the The thing that people don't realize is you know I mean I know online everybody's been talking about the ratings, and the numbers are where they are, and you know the numbers are terrible, and there's no way they'll renew a show with numbers like this, and then there's a thing of oh, you know. Our show is dragging down the numbers on Dollhouse, and all oh, you know, please. kind of, it's gone all over the place. And then, of course, once our show ends and Prison Break goes in, Dollhouse's numbers drop. And it was like, yes, exactly, we do have an audience. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it's. I, I think at the end of the day, and it's what I, I told Derek the same thing. At the end of the day, it's really going to be dependent on. Uh, the pilots. It's going to be dependent on what Fox makes to possibly fill the slot if mm-hmm. they don't want our show. Yeah, they can't just cancel a show if they've got nothing to put in its sure. place because, sure. you know, it's just the numbers. It's just a, mo- a money game for them. And, um, you know, as much as we want to say like, oh, the numbers are terrible and so nobody wants to advertise, that's not true. People right. are advertising. But otherwise they would have yanked our show off the air a long time ago I mean they well, gave and it, the it stands
0: second. to reason That with a, with a movie like Terminator Salvation Coming out this summer uh, And again this is one of those things that stand to logical reason To me Maybe not within a studio setting But um, to at least renew for like nine episodes Just to see if we can ride the wave of any success This movie may have over the summer
1: Yeah, I think the only thing that's hard about that, and, you know, not to knock that idea, because I I want our show back as bad as anybody, Um, you know, I think the thing that we're up against is that Sarah Connor is an intelligent show.
0: It indeed is, sir.
1: It's not a show where somebody can, you know, step in uh, first episode of season three and have any idea what's going on? I mean, they'll they'll know a little bit because of the way we've left it, and we'll be future war, which is going to be awesome
2: mm-hmm.
1: if we get to do it. I, yes. I so hope we get to do that, and we have Allison instead of Cameron, and yep. we get, you know, and we have like the the just battles and 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 that stuff. But it's a tough it's a tough show that way, and I think that's been I think that's been our biggest enemy so far. It's not the show, it's not the writing, it's not what we've made. Uh, if I was on the show or if I wasn't on the show, I still think it's one of the best shows on television. I think oh, the production I value and the level of everything is far above what anybody else is even attempting to make. Um, I think just the death of Derek Reese, as much as it was oh, shocking, was nothing, that's nothing that you see on television. It's just not. No,
0: no, no. Dude, I don't called. See, you
1: don't see a lead actor turn a corner, get shot in the forehead, and, just and then drop. sit there on the ground and just bleed out.
0: Oh, my god. Well,
1: while the other lead, like, takes his wallet and his gun. You just oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, my Lord. It doesn't happen. Dude, I called. The minute that happened, I paused my DVR. I called Derek, my Skynex partner, and I was like, "Are you, and he hadn't watched yet. And I'm like, you got to. He called me. Call. I was like, call me. <laughs> call me at 15 minutes. It's about 15 minutes in. You will call me. I said, I'm not telling you to call me. I'm saying you will. And, oh, my gosh. Well, he I told me just... that
1: his email goes to his iPhone. So he started getting a bunch of guy yes, uh, about... next emails saying, yes. you know, Derek, no. And he was like, what? I'm fine. I'm what?
2: not
1: <laughs> <laughs> And then he realized, oh, no, something happened with Derek yes. on the show. And oh. I, I, I just – I love – you know, I love that Josh Friedman uh, – as much as people want to complain or try and come up with reasons of why they don't like him or they don't like the direction, the reality is that happens on every show. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've been on a show yet where there hasn't been, you know, a bunch of forums or, or, or people saying we need to kill the creator, executive producer, and start <laughs> over because he's destroying the show we love. That's, you know, that at the end of the day, he's created that much passion with something. Sure. So you have to well, realize you know... that his bible, what's in his mind, far far exceeds what we can imagine and nobody saw that season finale coming.
2: Sure. Nobody yeah.
1: saw Derek Reese coming and the few that did really didn't think it would happen. They were just no. saying that because of Comic Con and oh we're gonna lose major characters and right. everybody knew people were gonna die. But Well,
0: you know, I from the when when Derek first my friend Derek first contacted me he was like we wanna we need to do a podcast about this Terminator show that's coming on. I I'll be honest with you, I was one of the first people to say, really you know, they're bringing night And I, this is what I said. I said, they're bringing Knight Rider back to NBC. Why don't we do Knight Rider? Because in my mind, I'm like, Talking Car is going to outdo the Terminator franchise any day. Yeah. I just didn't expect much. And then when I watched that pilot, and as we got into it, and then we began to hear, well, Brian Austin Green's coming to And I'm, a, you know, it, it, this is... We don't blow smoke up anybody's, but I'm one of these guys. I'm like, I'm just going to tell you what I think, and you can take it or leave it. And when they said Brian Austin Green, I didn't have a clue who you were. He's like, oh, he's from 90210. And I'm like... Really, someone from nine hundred two one zero is coming to Terminator, huh? Yeah, and and I mean, it, and that was kind of in that first season. Everything I kind of walked into with it can't be as good as what I'm seeing. It's been it's incredible. This is an incredible show. Yeah. That by the end of the first season of that show, I, and I stand by my statement that I made then, and I've made it just about every week on SkyNext. That it is the most well-written show on television. Yeah, that that you you use the term intelligent, and it is. It's such a smart show and and what a, and to me that's the stroke of genius because you can't have uh, an A team for the 21st century, you know, where you run around blowing up robots and people continue to watch. It's got. There's got to be something cerebral about it. There's got to be something to keep you thinking, and this show has done it so well. And well, I know. And also,
1: I mean, hats off to you know what a task to take on with with the universe as big as the the, the Terminator universe.
2: Oh yeah, and, yeah.
1: And just the, the the time travel paradox and all the all the questions and things that could go wrong. To say, you know what, I'm I'm going to do it anyway, and I know I can do it and make it cool. Um, he's he's done it, and, he has. and the, the the producers have, and you know, I've never, I mean, I've been doing this again since since I was nine years old. This is the first time ever in my career where. Like when this came out on Blu ray, I wanted to watch I wanted to watch season one <laughs> on Blu ray. I I subscribe to the Sky Next podcast. It's the only podcast that comes into my laptop. It's the only thing I care about. But I'm I, I'm I think I would be this passionate about the show if I wasn't on it. I just sure. think it's uh you know, like you said, when it got to the end of season one and you know, we had the FBI shootouts and the Oh, with the Johnny like, Cash. Man that was That was one of those moments where I got chills And I thought I'm so lucky to be On this show like this show is The last episode The last episode that we shot of the first season Was Dungeons and Dragons Because there was so much to it And it was a big deal for Fox because they were saying No you can't do future stuff It's not going to look right nobody's going to like it It's going to be kind of silly and it was a big risk That they had taken so they split it up into two Two shoots Mm -hmm. We did all the present-day stuff first, where Derek's bleeding out on the table and freaking out and, you know, dying and all yeah, of that. Yeah. And then they went away and they shot another episode that I wasn't in. And then we came back with Jeff Hunt again, and they built the tunnels and they built all the stuff. And we were in downtown L.A. at a, you know, concrete recycling factory, and it was unbelievable what they had built. And I remember sitting on set thinking, "This is this is like no television set I've ever seen or experienced. I mean, this is so much bigger.
0: Oh, and when you and, see, yeah, and when you see the exteriors that they did and the Terminators pulling big jet turbines along behind them, yeah. and all, I mean, you just, you were there, you were in the future from the movie, and then yeah. it. it was that good. Yeah, uh, it, just,
1: it was amazing. And And so to finish shooting, you know, on that note, and we weren't sure if we'd be coming back, I was so... The, there was a part of me that was panicked. Like, if this doesn't come back, I don't know what I'll do. Because I love playing this character. I yeah. love working on this show. I love coming to work every morning. And I don't know if I'll be able to fill this with another, with another experience. Like, I don't. You know, wh- what do I do after this? What do I do in television after this? What you know? <laughs> what, do
0: I, what? Where do I go from here? Yeah. Where
1: do? Where do I go? Like, what's what's the next thing I can do that'll be that'll be on this level where it's this satisfying? I mean, they they allow us as actors to act on the show. I mean, they yeah. really give us room. They don't They don't just write right. emotions and we're just spitting out a bunch of words about how we feel and what's going on. I mean, it's really, you know, you pick up these scripts as an actor and I've, I've, you have to make sense of a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. you really have to find what you're doing and that's rare. It's just rare in television. Well, you know, um,
0: Derek got to share one of his favorite scenes with you and, and of course, it was the, uh, the scene of watching Kyle and Derek Young Kyle and Young Derek play baseball out in the park with John. Another one of mine that I just that you owned, sir, was when John when you're sitting or not? It's you and Thomas, but you know Derek and John are sitting in the truck and and he's just talking about all the people that die for him. Oh, at
1: the end of uh, goodbye to
0: all that. Yes, and Derek looks and says, "You know, everyone dies for you." Yeah, and your delivery of that moment and just it's like. As much as there was a a new look at the character of Derek when he took John to the park, this was another new look. It's like this is how passionate I am about this cause, you know, because you were basically saying I'm going to do it too. I'll die for you too, you yeah. know. You or not you, but Derek the character was, I guess. Yeah. And, and you, what you brought to the table in that moment was so good. That whole episode, man, with you and with you and Thomas, uh, was just so so good.
1: I like I like that episode a lot. That was. That was, uh, Zach and Ashley wrote that episode, and I know, I know you guys talked to them, and then, um, the director of that episode, is a guy by the name of Brian Spicer, Mm -hmm. and he, I think that was, that was the first episode that he had done of the show, um, and he's one of these guys that he's been directing for 20 straight years, and if you look him up on IMDB, it's like back-to-back work, he's had no, (laughs) no breaks at all, he just works constantly, um. He's made a bunch of money doing what he does To the point now where he just directs because he likes it He doesn't need the money anymore He's financially retired He just loves loves directing And, and we're really blessed on our show Because it is so unique Most of the really good directors in town Want to direct episodes of the show Because yeah. there's so much that they get to do Outside of you know, doing like Grey's Anatomy, where yeah, we're in the hospital, so what's going to happen this week, or what, you know, and and there are only a couple, like twenty-four, kind of pushes that a little bit, but yeah. even then, we have the future war stuff and these things that are they're just so larger than life, and and you know, to be able to direct those, they, these guys love it. But he he turned out to be one of my my favorite directors, and he came in on the Alpine Fields episode,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which. Originally was it, it was a different episode. We had Charles Beeson had directed this episode, Alpine hmm. Fields, and Derek Reese wasn't in it at all. Right. None of none of the present day storyline with the girl and the pregnant mother, um, or oh, the wow. future stuff, none of that was in it at all. And the episode didn't it it just didn't work the way that they wanted to. So they ended up saying, listen, um, you know, we can afford three days. So we need to come up with a new storyline That kind of ties it all together And they came up with the Derek Reese stuff with the baby And in the future with the You know, him going into the bunkers And there was the biological warfare That was yeah, going on, everybody yeah. was dead and, and Brian Spicer came in and directed Those three days oh, wow! And he, and that's It's a crazy episode because if you Watch it again, two directors come up Charles Beeson, who is a, An outstanding director I mean, mm-hmm. he Unbelievable what he does. And then, you know, he shares a card because then Brian Slicer comes up afterwards and <laughs> he stepped in and shot everything that I was in in three days, three wow. days' time.
0: Um, that was, and and that, was a gr- that ended up being a great episode, too. It was that-
1: a really cool episode. You know, but he's got a really great grasp on uh, on, on that world, and, and I hope he gets to come back and, and, and do a bunch more if, if we come back.
0: Well, I know you we're know. all pulling for you. To, to back and oh. and um and really looking forward hoping just hoping 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 that that we uh, we get to see at least things wrapped up from that awesome cliffhanger yeah from season and 2. and you know what
1: if not it's gonna be uh, a kick ass blu ray for season two coming out sure. with you know like unlimited commentary and it's it's amazing all the stuff that'll be on this disc compared to the first season awesome. Awesome. Because, you know, it's a full season, and we went into it knowing we were going to be doing a Blu-ray. So yeah. they, they, they've they shot a lot of stuff. But oh, very yeah, cool. Good we'll hope deal. for the best. We'll hope that, uh, you know, from your mouth to Fox's ears, that, that we yeah. come back and we get to do another season. And if not, it's been an honor, sir. And well, <laughs> I appreciate what I, you and, and Derek have done.
0: Listen, the, the, the first time we ever got an email from you... Um, I log online and Derek's on am on our Google Talk or whatever we do, and he's like, "Dude," and I'm like, "Hey, dude." He's like, "No, dude," and I'm like, "Dude." <laughs> he's like, "Go check the sky next email." So I do, and I see the email there, and I come back, I'm like, "Dude," and so like we just kind of holler at each other for a few minutes, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, is it real?" I mean, so then we had a whole hour we're talking about how do we find out if it's real? What do we do? What do, we do? I'm like? I'll respond and just try to be casual and cool. <laughs>
1: I was I was worried about that when I sent it. So I tried to make it just sort of as basic as, right. as possible.
0: So, I'm like, well, it was just a couple of sentences. So, you know, he's he's acting like he doesn't have time. So it could be him.
1: Right. He's acting like he's really busy and doesn't like us. So it might be. It
0: could be. But yeah. we're so stoked. And, and it means, to me, it means a lot because, you know, we're just two schmoes talking about a show that we enjoy. And um, and to know that you guys enjoy it and listen, and that we haven't not. completely that's ticked a, you off,
1: you know, that's a that's a funny kind of take on it that that you guys are, but you're not. I mean, what that you guys are no different than us in Los Angeles shooting the show. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a kid who loved Star Wars growing up, did a ridiculous show during the '90s, and I'm now on a, a show that I love, and you know, and I just happen to be blessed to to be doing it, but it's all. Everything happens for a reason, and you guys, you guys step up every week, and you you put on a really entertaining, in depth show, and you give people something to talk about outside of just what they've originally taken from something. And it's, it, you know, again, it's the first and only podcast I've I've had uh, <laughs> uh, subscription to, but I I enjoy it. I mean, I listen to it for in the episodes that I'm not in,
2: sure. and then
1: the episodes that I am in, and when you guys say little things like you know trying to figure out what the writing on the wall is. And, and you're like, you know, Brian, we know you're out there. Let us know what the writing on the wall is, you know. And it's funny. It makes me laugh because it's like there's – you guys are as far away as you are, but there's – you know, there are things in common that that we – like we now, in in a crazy sense, we all work together. And everybody on our set feels that way. I mean, we talk about – your podcast, and we talk about the sites. And the reality is, we are all part of the same world of this show. And you guys are as important to our show as as anybody else is, as we are on set making it. Because you know, you you add that dimension to the world that that we can't. You you guys talk to the people that are watching, and and you keep them informed and you keep them excited about it. So it's a big deal.
0: Well, it means a lot. Sir. It's a big
1: it deal a what you guys do.
0: And and I appreciate you coming, taking the time to be here on this particular podcast today because this is this has been a blast for me just to talk Star Wars with you, to talk Terminator with you, talk all this junk with you. It's just you you've been a, you are now official part of the Geek Out Loud Nation, dude, Brian. So marching please, band rules. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, thanks for coming on today. I appreciate it, man. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Steve. All right, thanks.
2: Bye. You got the touch you got the power! Yeah!
0: And that is going to wrap it up for this very, very special edition of Geek Out Loud. And I appreciate everyone joining us again. A big thank you to Brian Austin Green. Let me just remind you of a couple of things before you go. Number one, head over to geekoutpodcast.com or geekoutonline.com. Go to the banner at the top that says Walk Now for Autism. Uh, Click on that. Donate to our friend Kim and her uh, goal to get $3,000 for the organization Autism Speaks through the Walk Now for Autism event. Help out one of our own. You'll be Glad you did. Also, uh, go to www.anewdayphoto.com and let Josh know that you heard about him here on Geek Out Loud, and we appreciate them sponsoring this episode of Geek Out Loud. And if you want to email me, and we'd love to have your emails on the show, we've got to do another show where we're clearing out the email inbox because it's gotten so full, and, and I haven't forgotten any of you. We've got tons to talk about down the road. We've got the superhero team up in Ohio. We've got oh, there's so much. But anyhow, you can email me geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. would love to hear from you. Check out the blog, geekoutonline.com. Come join us on the forums, geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. hundreds of people there. Literally, we're having a great time. You can find your niche and begin hanging out and meeting some fun people there on the forums. Again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Geek Out Loud. And uh, we'll see you next time whenever next time they never not
2: give it when your back's to the wall gotta fight to the end and you taking it all you got the touch, you got the power when our hell breaking loose, you'll be riding the heart of the storm. you got the heart you got you know that when things get too touch, You got the touch You're my
0: of our way to Such the man, sir. You make it sound like I do something so cool. Um, <laughs> All right. That's I'm only because gonna...
1: you've seen me killing robots. That's, that's all. true. That's
0: true. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're, so, you're sold on a character. That's true. Yeah, you have no idea. You know, I could be sitting here in my house in, like, my Star Wars underoos, which would completely change your view of me.
0: <laughs> and what, yeah. Okay, confession, it would only make you cooler in my eyes. Sir. Got it.
2: Yes! You got the touch You got the touch